1: Are now, are now listening, listening, to listening to The War Report, the war Report. Wednesday, Wednesday Night, night War, war. Room. room. With your host, host
2: c It's your boy, Caesar Walker. I got
3: my boys with me.
1: Mike G.
3: Get your weight up, strength and conditioning, development.
0: Ice Jones. Stop thinking with your emotions and watch the tape. And be and real. real.
3: Which is not
1: normal for me. It's taking something out of me are you ready because we are now locked and loaded for the wednesday night war room let's go war
2: eagle everyone war eagle welcome 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 to the wednesday night war room shout out to our War Report family, you know what to do. Share this video on your social medias using hashtag Get your Weight up, guys. We will appreciate that a ton. Also, there are a lot of people out here looking for Auburn content. Please be sure to help them out and help us out by doing the same. Guys, we're here. It's week two. How y'all feeling, man, going into this week? We had a fun week one. We had a lot to discuss. A lot was going on with us at the War Report. B, how you feeling about Auburn going into week two against
1: Alabama State? I'm ready to see Tavares Dawson get on the field. Coach Mm. Harson said he should be playing this weekend. I'm looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. Looking for that offense to continue that fine-tuning, and um, I'm not going to be discouraged if it's not a a 90% completion night for Bo. That's fine because that was otherworldly. But, yeah, I want to see more work in the passing game. They did a great job. I want to see it keep going, man. I'm excited. So,
2: uh, Mike G, talk to me, man. How are you feeling about this week, man?
3: Uh, I feel good after talking to our coach on Tuesday. Um, so
1: that humble brand,
2: They're gonna
3: flex. So, so we, we snuck in the post game presser to ask some questions. Um, and I just wanted to know if the balance that we saw is the plan moving forward. His response was curious, right? Like, it was like, Hey, we want to run the ball. He made that clear. We want to run the ball, but shooting for 50 50 balance. It's something that they want to strive towards. I'm with the coach. I think I feel good about the plan. I thought they executed that well on Saturday. And um, kind of moving forward, uh, I want to see some other guys get in the mix, particularly at receiver. Uh, So Shedrick Jackson, you know, kudos to him. He played a great game. Uh, He he looked like a go-to receiver. He looked like the guy you throw the ball to when you have to have a catch. I thought he did a great job. Um, other than that, you know, some of these younger guys, uh, I want to see more Robertson. He came in here and just big boy to spot in the starting lineup. You know, so I want to see him do more. Uh, this team is going to be a little bit more talented than Akron was. Uh, they've got some athletes. Uh, we broke that down on Locked About Auburn, but it's going to be exciting to see. I, I feel good. I feel I feel like we have a game plan that will not leave our offensive line hanging out to dry and then blame for all our problems. So. I want to see. I want to see it again, and again, and then again. I'll
0: feel even better. I
2: right, talk to me, man. What what are you looking forward to, or how you feeling coming out of week one, going into week two?
0: Ah, uh, week one brought me a cautious optimism about the prospects of this team um, at the one deep. Right, I think at the two deep, where there's still some work to be done. So hopefully, one deep does its job again to allow us time to get the t- the, the second string out there and get some valuable game experience. Um, I'm also cautiously optimistic about what I saw from other teams in the SEC and their poor performances that are on our schedule, right? So, it allows us to feel a sense of, okay, we can go out here and compete in some of these games that maybe previously we didn't think we could, or give us more confidence about games we thought we could compete in to actually win those games, right? So, Looking forward to seeing what Week 2 brings, not just for Auburn, but for the other teams in the SEC so we can determine, is what we saw Week 1 the reality, or was it an aberration, right? So, we'll see.
2: Yeah, and I'm I'm grateful that no one got injured, seriously injured, so yeah. we're relatively yeah. healthy. So, that's that's a positive that I take going into Week 2, and I hope we can keep that up for this game. Our starters get some reps, valuable reps, do what they got to do, get off the field, let the second team play. And you know i'm I'm okay the fact that we gave up ten points because I think that's valuable game experience that in the past, our second team hasn't had an opportunity to enjoy as much. So uh, I think there was a lot of teachable moments this week that the coaching staff was able to go over with those guys, and hopefully that they are make some adjustments and improve moving forward when they get another shot. so. That's the thing there. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what we do. We'll talk more about the ASU game in a little bit, but let's...
0: Let me just say something real quick. If you were not on, as a member, Monday's Watch the Film segment, go back and look at that for our insiders. That's still available for you all in the playlist. There's a Watch the Film playlist. You'll see some of the stuff. We didn't just, you know, again, sunshine pumping. We are fans, but we were talking real talk uh, Monday night about things that needed to improve for the team. So go back and look at the film session. It'll highlight some of those things that you see from our perspective, or what the film says, and forget my perspective, what the film says we need to work on. So definitely go check that out.
2: Cleveland Brown, thank you, sir. There's an article circling around suggesting that Tanks should sit versus Alabama State. Seems ridiculous. Your thoughts? Yes, Cleve- Cleveland, actually. Uh, <laughs> you're right. That is ridiculous. I think Tanks should play. <laughs> And uh, this offense relies uh, around Tank. I think they should use Tank to get some some chemistry going with that offense. Everything is yes. so new. I just don't. It's, it's not. It's, it's, it's not just, like it's
0: a different animal. Athletically, you're going to be playing again. Alabama State has some D1 like top level athletes on their do. team. So they do. So you you need to see what what they've got against a little bit. So because you don't want to be lulled into a false sense of security because you went out there and mashed Akron. Alabama State's not Akron, right? right. So.
1: Right. Yeah. Also, facts. But those let me. Uh, yeah. Let me shout out this. This very. Thank you, Andre. He wants to know when we're discussing betting lines this ah. weekend. If you checked out the betting with B will pick three that was free to everybody on our YouTube channel, then I know you made some money because all three of those picks were correct, even though Arkansas made it diceier than they should have. But we are going to drop that. On Friday, there's going to be a free one that's just three to to everybody. And then there's going to be an every SEC game to all members. Be looking out for it. If you are an insider, you get the extended one with uh, all SEC school picks. Well, guys, let's get into it. Before we do
2: our or we preview the SEC and get into who we think is going to win in week two. Let's look at how we did in week one. Yeah. I didn't do too bad. Mike G went 12 and 3. Mm. I think I think we know where you uh that three came from. Yeah, I think yeah, you on got LSU. uh bless yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> B Will is leading us 14 to 1, and that's pretty good considering he's your yeah. guy doing better with B Will. <laughs> so that's say. important.
3: I was gonna
2: say. <laughs> uh Ike and I are 13 and 2. So uh let's see who's gonna come out victorious in mm. week two. I'm curious to see uh how those totals look in a week from now. So let's talk about these games. Let's talk about who's playing. Trying, I'm trying, you know, it's kind of a slow weekend. I think we got only one SEC matchup. Everyone else is still playing out of the cupcakes. Some people got some interesting games on their slate, but we're gonna open up starting with Vandy and Colorado State. Uh I'm gonna go first and then I'll I'll just I'll just get your guys' thoughts on it. I think Colorado state um gonna beat the brakes off of Vandy, but <laughs> those are my thoughts. I got Vandy losing. be will um, what you think
1: uh, Colorado State also lost to an f c s school at home last weekend, so they are equally as terrible as Vandy, but yeah, I'm picking Colorado State. Now, Vandy, we gave you a... a. That's the one on our... Everybody lost that one because we just assumed y'all were good enough to be the FCS school and y'all were not. So I'm picking against Vandy
0: every week until they prove me wrong. So Colorado State. Yeah, it it, it not being a home game, I'm going Colorado State. Colorado State's at home. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take them.
3: Right? Mm. <sighs> Colorado State. <laughs> <laughs> Man, why, why did that hurt
1: you to say Like what's yeah, it yeah,
3: I mean I want to I want to pick I want to pick for my conference You know and, I do too But shoot They belong yeah. to the conference Randy, Good God They're terrible <laughs> They didn't just they're
1: lose awful. They got blown out At home by an FCS school That's yeah. what I'm saying bro Was not close Yeah Yeah Yeah, yeah they're right. awful. Agreed. Enough of that
2: So South Carolina Goes on the road To East Carolina, South Carolina. You know, albeit they played a cupcake in Week One, took care of business. So, what are our thoughts here in Week Two? What do we think South Carolina is going to do? I'll I'll start with you, Ike.
0: Uh, I'll take South Carolina on this one. Um, The the two point spread is interesting on this. That they think that East Carolina is. I I mean, I, I know you get a bump for home, but it's down the street. So I. It's gonna be a lot of South Carolina fans there. I don't know. I'm taking South Carolina.
3: Mike, I'm going. I'm going with the Gamecocks. Um, it's it's weird. All these teams going through these system changes. Um, I thought they looked fairly competent in their system change again. You know, the opponent has to be considered, but for the most part, uh, I like the direction. I'm gonna take South Carolina on this one.
1: Talk to me, B. Will. Who you got? This is basically a pick'em because East Carolina sneakily enough they have a fifth year starter at quarterback who's got like 7000 something uh passing yards all time and their running back is actually really good but um if they couldn't handle App State I know USC and South Carolina I'm sorry I can't call them that that that's disrespectful to USC USC East Yeah they 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 aren't completely bereft of talent they got some guys they don't have a lot of guys. And their quarterback, even though he was a grad assistant, he didn't do great. He was like 12 for 21 or something. So they don't really have a power offense. They were just a lot better than the other team. I don't think they're that much better than this than this team. But similar to us with our game last weekend, they, ex- they did what they were supposed to do. They didn't look incredibly sloppy playing the game. There wasn't a bunch of penalties. And to me, that says discipline. I like that. That means a team can be coached. And can be improved. So I'm gonna take South Carolina too. Okay. All right.
2: Uh well, I think that's South Carolina for the sweep, right? Yeah. Let's go on to a team that has fallen from grace. LSU is back home with an opportunity to to kind of bounce back from uh getting whooped up front against UCLA. Uh I got I got LSU redeeming themselves, if that's what you want to call it this weekend.
3: Uh Mike G, who wins this matchup? LSU, if you don't win this, we're done. (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing else to talk about. Me and you, we're done. We're over, right? No, Coach O is done if he loses this game. (laughs) Right, so I'm going with LSU, but this is an ultimatum. (laughs) Get it done or else, LSU.
1: (laughs) Be will, talk to me. there, There wasn't a line on this one? Nah, when you when the FBS school plays the FCS school, they don't drop the line until the morning of. So nothing is out right now. And I recommend people don't bet these because they are still wildly unpredictable. Um, But LSU is going to win.
0: Yeah, I got LSU. I mean, this this shouldn't even be debatable. The fact that there is even some sort of debate just indicates how poorly they played against UCLA. But UCLA is also, you know, they're in a power five conference. They have talent. They've got Chip Kelly. Um, you know, I- I'm gonna take uh, LSU to win.
2: I will be keeping an eye out for UCLA to see if they are for real and if they can challenge USC for uh, at least a Pac-12 South and go to the championship game or the conference championship game.
1: Guys in the chat, they're saying that the QB from McNeese State is Coach O's son. Is that for real? That's crazy. Really? More than one mm. person
2: has said it. <laughs> huh? Interesting.
1: Interesting. So our,
2: our our next our next game we got is Austin P. At Ole Miss. Now I was impressed with Ole Miss. I know Louisville is still trying to trying to find their legs, uh, and, and they've been kind of down, but I was impressed with how Ole Miss looked, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. I thought they looked they looked pretty good. Uh guys, I got Ole Miss winning this, but I'll start with you, B Will. What what are your thoughts on this game? Is this gonna be a route?
1: Yeah, it's gonna be a rout. I, I don't I don't see any reason why it wouldn't be. Ole Miss by lot.
3: Right? Yeah, Ole Miss. Mike. What was uh what was Matt Corral's stat line in that game? He was he was uh, the little bit I watched, he looked like like one of one of the better quarterbacks in our league. Uh I'm definitely yeah, no. going oh miss on this one. Um, but you know, I was I was uh I mean that was definitely a Lane Kiffin offense we watched, right? Sure. Like, so um
0: I was impressed with their run game. Ole Miss, Ole Miss's run game looked pretty good. Um, and if they People can run the ball, big about that Ely kid in the offseason. Yeah, if they can run, I mean, Snoop Connor looked good. They had yeah, a couple of guys he that they were, letting, they were letting run the ball. If they can run the ball well, man, it's going to be really tough to to stop that team. Agree, because you know they can pitch it.
2: Now the only thing with and, and Wesley Hidden kind of Hilson kind of uh, mentioned it, uh, their defensive coordinator likes to play a three man front. And I don't know how they would match up if they have to go to a four-man front against a team that likes to run the football. So, against your more physical teams, I'd be curious to see how they look uh, in that regard. So, keep an eye out for them. But, yeah, I think they got this one covered. Um, On to another beatdown of epic proportions. Mercer goes to Tuscaloosa to play Alabama. I got Bama winning this. Ike, you've already thrown your hand up. You got Bama, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah,
3: Mike. Yeah, I, I got to stick with my picks I made <laughs> on Funny Man segment where we picked each other's schedules. So <laughs> Alabama on this one. Yep, be b will.
2: Bama, clean sweep there for Bama. I hate it, but it is what it is. All right, it moving is what on. It is number thirteen, Florida.
0: Okay, let's goes talk on about the it.
2: road to South Florida. Be will. You want, me to, you want to go last or you want to go
1: first? No, I'm going to go first because this is not—I'm I'm right. going to pick the same thing that everybody else is going to pick. But I, I have to talk about what we saw from Florida last week.
3: Yeah, All let's right. talk about
1: it. Emery Jones did not look good throwing the ball. Mm-hmm. He did not. No. He, he didn't had not. one touchdown pass, two INTs, and they were awful
0: INTs. Right. Like, where? what did you think you were seeing when you threw that ball type INTs? Under no duress INTs, too. Right. Like, it like, wasn't you... like he was getting hit. He mm. just made a terrible decision and a terrible throw. It was just like, right. bro, what are you doing out here? Exactly. Now. Can, hold on. Can I can I say something just in conjunction with that, right? Okay. This is what I mean by there's a difference in Bo Nicks this year and previous years. Because you look at Emory Jones operate from a clean pocket and throw an interception, and you look at Bo Nix operate from a clean pocket and hit a guy, right? Both of them look composed in the—like, Emory Jones didn't look flustered in the pocket. Right. He just made a terrible decision and throw because whatever reason, right? That didn't—that wasn't Bo Nix's story, right? And so you have to be able to recognize when a player is playing better. That's all I'm saying. Like, nobody's saying Bo Nix for Heisman just yet. But dang, man, can you you give the man some props when he does something right? Anyway, Emory Jones, terrible. Go. Right. He did not look good. All
1: right. So they had a a backup coming I forgot his name. I think it's Brandon Robinson. I may be that may not be his name, but so he's a bigger kid. He's like six, four, two, 30. He ran the ball well, but he was like three for eight. He did not look great throwing the ball. They were wide open with Trask because Trask was accurate, but they also had super-duper matchup nightmares in both Tony and Pitts. Them dudes gone. They don't have those threats in the passing game anymore. So it's going to be like Mullen at Mississippi State where he Mm -hmm. just has to, like, it's going to be option football, and it's going to be, you know, Reed, and and, and the thing is, that can work great. South Florida, they got pummeled by North Carolina State last week. So Florida's gonna beat them. That's my pick. But Florida's gonna win. However, let me officially express my concern about Florida because I always thought their defensive coordinator was overrated. Grantham is a bum, mm-hmm. and their interior run game, Florida Atlantic, moved the ball on them boys on top. Tell- Who's that defensive line
2: coach? Mm. I have no idea. Uh, uh, this Gardner guy, I think. Is no, he's uh, at Tennessee. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought the Ronnie Garden. Yeah, yeah, went to yeah. Florida. Ronnie Garden with the Tennessee, because mm-hmm. they've been getting. I mean, if this is this will be two years in a row they're getting gashed. Up the middle. and on the
1: broadcast, they were talking like they're thin. They got some defensive ends that that can get pressure. One guy named Carter, he was great, but inside they're soft, and I don't see that changing. So Florida, yes, for this game, but let's keep an eye on them going forward. Mike, talk to me, man. How you feel about this
3: game? Uh, I just want to underscore how bad Emory Jones pl- actually played. I mean, he played (laughs) terrible. Um, And for context, 86% of his dropbacks were not under any pressure at all. Yeah. 86%. He threw one touchdown to two interceptions under perfect conditions. (laughs) Yikes. (laughs) Right? That's bad. That's bad. Uh, He had one of the lowest TTTs I've seen uh, under 2.5 to throw the ball. Uh, so it's not like he was holding on to it and making bad decisions. He was he was very boldly making bad decisions. He was quick <laughs> quickly making bad decisions. So um, with, con-
2: with conviction,
3: yeah. I mean, <laughs> y'all, like, listen. I did this to Bo with these advanced stats, so I'd be remiss not to do it to other other people's quarterbacks. So when it, when you look at it. Uh, uh, because what Ike said stood out to me. So I was like, man, what are you talking Let me pull this up. I was like, well, wait, he played terrible. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so <laughs> you're talking about a a 40 something NFL QB rating. Yeah. I mean, he was bad. So I'm going with Florida in this one, but I'm worried for them. Yeah. That, that number 13 ranking uh, yeah, may not hold much longer. <laughs> uh-huh. Well,
2: you know, <laughs>
3: unless they make a switch. And the other guy wasn't much better. So in another week. I think Alabama rose in the town I can't so wait they, to be, it's, back it's, it's, you know, it's, a long uh, day. you It'll know, a long you know. That's
2: going to yeah, happen man. that's going to happen much sooner than later. Uh shout out to TJ Moultrie. appreciate you bro. He
0: says South Florida will cover. I do you agree with that? Um I think no because I think South Florida's that bad. Um I think Florida can beat them by 30 points, but good god. Dan Mullen's got some figuring to do. I have faith in Dan Mullen to get them looking better, um, but they, Georgia's looking like the the easy runaway favorite in the SEC East. Yeah. Easy runaway favorite. Like, I thought it was going to be a slugfest between them and Florida. Eh, nobody in the, the SEC East is terrible this year. Yeah, it's awful. Like, Vandy is terrible. Tennessee is passable, but not great. Florida's looking disastrous um south carolina i don't really know what to expect from them yeah that's like still th- un- i mean Kentucky. now i, I don't almost see them making
2: much noise but we'll see
0: like who <laughs> who's gonna beat georgia in the sec east
1: nobody nobody
2: like yeah. they
0: just might as well just fall asleep Q-key, for the next sweat. whatever week <laughs> nah, <no. and> <laughs> yeah. <up> <laughs> yeah
2: wow anyway all right did everyone get to pick this one yeah, yeah. yeah, we, yeah, we, all yeah right. we, I got, I got yeah, Florida. Yeah. I got Florida as well. I'm not sure if they cover Ike.
0: I know South yeah. Florida is
2: horrible. Yeah, I mean,
0: the, the, I think that was supposed the, the, to... the talent defense here, I think, is what's going to be the difference. It's not because they're going to, I just think Dan Mullen's a better coach and he's going to scheme his way to more points. And South Florida, I mean, Florida's defense, though, can get gashed, they just have more talent. And they I do. just think that that's going to be the difference at the end of the day. They do. Gotcha. Moving on, UAB on the road uh, against number two,
2: Georgia. I got Georgia here, but I am going to
0: be interested in this game. This is going to be very interesting, considering there are reports that JT Daniels is hurt right now. Mm. I don't know if that's just like a, he. they want to try to make sure he gets rest type of thing, because they feel like UAB is going to be a cakewalk, but UAB's defense is not a slouch.
2: Don't do that to um, yourself.
0: I'm not picking UAB. (laughs) I'm saying I don't know if they cover. I don't know if Georgia covers. Um, Just because I don't know that UAB is going to be giving up a lot of points. And if JT Daniels is either not starting or not healthy, I don't know how Georgia moves the ball. They're going to have to run the ball like crazy against a UAB defense that's actually pretty stingy against the run. So I don't know. Like I said, I'm picking, again, to me, this is a talent disparity issue, not a... Mm -hmm. Who's going, you know, I, I just I, I don't mean Kirby Smart is, you know, let be will tell it, the most overrated coach in uh, all of college football, maybe next to Jimbo Fisher. But uh, <laughs> but uh, and Bill Clark is no slouch as a coach. I So I don't know that the coaching gap is that significant, but I do think the talent gap is enough um, for UAB to to cover here. But I think Georgia ultimately wins.
2: Yeah, I think, I think they're our athlete, UAB, when it's all said and done. Uh, Mike G, who you got on this game?
3: Uh, yeah, I'm going with Georgia, but um, I got to just kind of, you know, with Daniels. Again, uh, his offensive line did the job for him uh, against Clemson, and he didn't play super great, right? So, I mean, I'm, it's hard to know what to make of this. He was clean on 81% of his dropbacks against Clemson. Uh, So he was like, if anybody's under the delusion that he was under any kind of pressure in this game, he was not. You know, he completed 80% of his passes while kept clean as well, too. So he was 20 for 25. I mean, I I, I just I'm going to be I'm just going to watch to see if they can find some kind of offensive identity in this game. I'm going with Georgia, but like I I, I'm going to be interested to see what they make of that first game performance.
2: Yeah, I that's the thing.
3: Like without JT,
0: can you expect that? Right. Not if yeah. their only options are the two guys that they had playing quarterback last year in Mathis and uh what was the kid who played against us? Stetson. Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett, yeah. yeah. If the, if that's who your backup quarterbacks are, I I, I again, I, People sleeping on UAB, I get it. You know, conference USA game may all that kind be, of stuff. This game right. may yeah. actually
2: be scary. This may actually be kind of a scary game for for Georgia. Um so. now that I'm thinking about it. If JT Daniels is 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 out and not playing, this could this could be
0: this could be an uh uh He said this Math
3: could
2: is be,
0: transferred. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Somebody said Math is transferred. I, I just, oh.
2: This could be a this this could be I mean, I think Georgia wins, but yeah that... Twenty-four. Yeah, they're not covering. I don't. I don't have them covering that.
3: Wasn't he tier one on somebody's QB chart? No. Was it oh two, four, no seven, no JT yes. Daniels. There
1: was an off-season thing we covered where he was the he was only two, QB.
3: No, the only QB in no, tier that one was, was like, Oklahoma. Was that, was was Oklahoma. That's
2: right, that's that was Spencer Rattler. That's right. That He was the Heisman, but favorite. he was he, he was the next tier though.
3: Yeah, and he, he was, was the Heisman favorite before the I season. Or he
0: was tier one on somebody's. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. He was. Maybe a Georgia fan. Somebody said Carson Beck is the backup for Georgia. Hmm. Okay. Don't know who that is, so that's all right. Yeah, so I, I don't. I don't have any <laughs> clue who that guy is. So I yeah. would go back and maybe watch their spring game to get an, uh, an idea of what that guy is. About. All
2: right, guys, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta move. All right. I ain't make my pick. I ain't
0: get the chance to tell you Georgia. <laughs> Yo, what's up? This your man Ike Jones with The War Report, and you've been listening to The War Report Wednesday Night War Room. If you want to get in on the conversation early, catch us as we broadcast this show live on Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central on YouTube. Make sure you check out our other content while you're there, Facts and All, The Weekend Tailgate, our player interview series, Build a Rapport, are going strong. All right, enough of that. Let's get back to the show.
2: Pittsburgh versus
3: Tennessee.
2: Mm-hmm. Ah... I'm gonna go
3: Tennessee here. Yeah, I begrudgingly picked Tennessee. I mean, oh, I, 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 I like, I liked what they did in week one. I thought that they had some, they have something they can clearly build on from week one. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna go with Tennessee here. I, I'm, I don't know, man. Josh Heupel showed me a little bit something about his coaching ability in, in week one. Um, so I'll, we'll see if he can continue to scheme players into positions to make plays.
2: I see a few of y'all in the comments big oh, hey, hey, feeling like it's Hey, I, yeah. I, I, I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad. I, I'm not mad at this. Not I'm a mad pick at I ain't mad
0: yeah, at this, this is what you got. A, If if anything is a pick 'em, this one is for me. But
1: yeah, I got
0: pit. I got pit. Uh
1: Tennessee I was had? smoking mirrors, man. I actually watched All that right. game. They had by far the best talent on the field by a wide margin. And Joe Milton could not really pass the ball with any type of proficiency. His wide receivers did good work. Because they still got some talent in Tennessee. But Pitt Panthers, they are known for having good pass rushers. Um, the lineage of Aaron Donald and company. So they're going to get after the passer, which they, which they didn't in their first game of the season. And I don't think Joe Milton holds up under that type of pressure because their offensive line is at least a little bit questionable. So uh, you I You might, might be right. Can I, I switch
3: like my Pitt pick? Too I was about to say, because I'm picking Pitt as well. Yeah, I was going to say, can I switch my pick? I mean, I, I don't know, man. I'm looking at these stats here, and... and, and, and it's still and a toss-up. Milton was was kept clean on 86% of his dropbacks and completed 47.6% of his passes yeah. while kept clean. Yikes. I, I'm going to hold Tennessee, uh, but, man, but not with any conviction, like...
0: Yikes. Yeah, I, I I got Pitt in this one. Actually, I went and looked at a little bit of what Pitt did last wow. week, and I was mm-hmm. like, "This might be a rough one for Tennessee. Might be right. a rough one." Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I have I've got Pitt winning. So you still on that? You
3: still with uh, Tennessee? I'll, I'll stick with Tennessee. I'm gonna stick with Tennessee.
1: What about you, C? Uh,
2: I think I'm a bounce like all them other players did in the portal last. Time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, Think I'm a go pit here. Okay, all right. <laughs> this
0: only is me. a I'm though. So. Mike, Mike right. can make up ground here. I was about to say Mike can make up ground if he's the only one sticking with Tennessee on this one. So oh, come
3: yeah. on, Hypo, don't LSU me. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: NC State uh, on the road against Mississippi <sighs> State. I got NC State here, guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm picking going
0: NC State. State. NC State. NC State looked awful week one. Um. Mississippi looks awful, er. NC State yeah, beat up yeah, on you know, South. NC that's beat
1: up on South Florida. Yeah, they did.
0: But what am I Did you watch? Did you see the game? I saw like a quarter of it. I went back and watched it. Yeah, NC State wasn't yes. looking great, but I just think Mississippi State is just in a world of danger right now. I'm picking NC State. Uh, so Mississippi State just, I'm I'm gonna pick them. They uh,
2: like watch. they slap in the middle of a project now. Yeah. Mississippi State, yeah, man. I like,
1: Which what you got? B B. I think I'm going Mississippi State. Mm. I'm going Mississippi State because they had three lost fumbles, which is why Louisiana Tech got the ball so often and had so many chances on offense. Their Mm. quarterback actually completed, I didn't remember the percentage, it was somewhere between 60 and 65. He didn't have a bad game. He threw three TDs, one INT. He had over 350 yards passing, which is what you expect from Leach. So I'm looking at the numbers like, what happened? And I scroll down like, oh, three lost fumbles. That's why the game was so tight. Now they still should have dominated better than that. But maybe that 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 last stretch where they kind of caught up and, and won the game was just enough for them to have the the mojo. I am not certain. I don't have a lot of certainty about this pick, but I am gonna pick Mississippi State to win it right here. Okay. But I'm not going to bet on that one. To <laughs> Gordon Carter's point, I'm not going to bet on that
2: Did you get make a pick right here? Did you make yeah, a Yeah, uh, NC State is, is who I pick.
1: Yeah. All right,
2: all right. So number five, A&M on the road against Colorado. I have, I got A&M. Who you got, Mike?
3: Uh, who's their What's their quarterback's name again? Haynes King. Haynes yeah. King. Haynes King. Um i am gonna go with texas a m here uh but i'm worried about this too right like quarterback play a little iffy at texas a m uh so it's yeah, i don't i i don't, I I don't know it. if i would like them to cover in this one i don't know if i would like them to cover in this one i'm i'm going i'm going A&L. this is supposedly the number five team in the country right now yeah needs to be seen be man. will. I got Texas
1: A&M. They, they didn't look great at quarterback, but their defense clamped down. Yeah. At right. Once they're they close. got going, man, they didn't stop. They actually, they did not cover for me. Oh, excuse me. Kent State didn't cover for me. I had them covering Texas A&M um, by 29. And Texas A&M was at like the, excuse me, Kent State was at Texas A&M's five-yard line with like a minute and a half left, and they turned the ball over on downs which means Texas A&M did what they had to do. And you wouldn't know by that score that they turned it over as many times as they did from the quarterback position because that defense is really doing its job. It is really the story there, I think.
0: So I like Texas A&M to win this game. All right? Yeah, I got Texas A&M in this one. Um, I just don't think Colorado is—the is, is the, the defense is the difference for me. Like Whether they cover or not, I don't know, but I think they'll win the game. Thanks. All right,
2: guys. We're on borrowed time a little bit, so we we gotta gotta make some moves here. Missouri versus Kentucky. This is an, a very intriguing matchup. Um, mm-hmm. I think I know who I'm going with, but I want to hear from you guys. Talk to me, Ike. Who you got? Who you in this game?
0: Uh, I'm gonna go Kentucky. Oddly enough, I think Missouri's offense is good. Uh, I think their run game is questionable. I think their defense is questionable. So, um, because honestly, they they allowed a lot of movement against them in that mm. first game that should not have happened for the yeah. caliber of difference in what you're supposed to see in athletes from conference to conference. Um, and I just think Kentucky actually looks capable offensively. I'm going to give Kentucky the nod in this one. B, yeah, I like Kentucky, man. Mizzou,
1: like we talked about on the show, Central Michigan has some experience. And if you watch Ben will be wheel I said no Central Michigan cover They held me down Central Ooh. Michigan cover Missouri man base like is cool He's not he's not what Everybody hyped him up to be not yet though They they talking like he was Drew Locke he is not Drew Locke he is just not terrible As a quarterback at Mizzou So I don't trust them Not yet I'm going
3: Kentucky Thank Missouri you. Missouri
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Thank>. <laughs> Right. <laughs> right. um i you know i had missouri i had missouri kind of high on my power rankings and i felt like this was going to be a game they beat kentucky to you know try to make some noise in the sec least or east sorry and i saw that kentucky can actually make a forward pass mm-hmm. it appears as though they can actually do it with some competency and i think that was one of the things that they've been missing. We know they're they're a pretty good defensive team. They can run the ball. The Rodriguez kid can run the ball. Now they can offset that with with throwing. Mm-hmm. I think that's enough at home to get by Missouri. So I got Kentucky for the dub there. Okay. So yeah. Let's bring us let's bring us to this game here. Number yeah. 15. Number 15 Texas on the road at Arkansas. Who wants to
1: jump in and give their thoughts on this one? You know what? Let me let me do this real quick get this out the way. I don't have anything that says Arkansas should cover or win this game, okay? Because Arkansas did not look great last week. But I believe mm. in my chest mm. that they're decent. So um, I'm going to pick Texas to win.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going Texas in this too just because I believe that... Steve Sarkeesian is a an offensive genius. Yeah. And I think that he can make some magic happen. If this were not at home, I don't think this was close. Like if this was at Texas, I think this wouldn't mm-hmm. be close. It's going to be close because it's in Arkansas. But I still mm-hmm. think Texas pulls out the victory. So I'm going Texas. <laughs> yeah, Corey <Weber> says, <laughs> I like Texas. <laughs> Corey Weber
2: said, That's just heartburn. Be will That you, hey, believe you might be <laughs>
0: right.
3: <laughs> yeah, Mike, I, like, I like Texas. I like Texas in this one. Uh, I like
2: Texas as well. Uh, again, remember it. This is a head coach who has seen Arkansas already. That same defensive coordinator, he knows what they do. It's not like this is a uh, this is a game where the head coach is having to look and search for for tape. Sarkisian already knows what he's facing, so I like Texas in this one. I think it'll be close, but I definitely that like Texas, Texas run is game is real.
0: And I just talk about the Texas run game being real? it's real? How you pronounce his name? Is it Bijan? Bijan. 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 Like Bijan like mustard. Yeah, like Dijon mustard. He Bijan yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay mm-hmm.
2: yeah i appreciate y'all already in the comment section giving some of your thoughts on who's gonna win and i believe i saw yeah, mr weber or yeah quick question should bruce ban players from riding scooters yes
3: <laughs>
2: he should ban players from riding scooters yikes man and you know who double dribbled? Absolutely, absolutely. yeah. yeah again, my, my uh, condolences
3: yeah. to Flan again. Like, I mean, if you, didn't, if you hadn't heard yet, like, I mean, just you hate to see a guy go through that so close yeah. to the season starting. And yeah, you true. know,
0: a season where he probably was going to try to make the jump to the league. If he, league, yeah, man, percentage. yeah, I like his draft stock was, was, was all high. On it. It. Yeah, but I say he was yeah. high on the draft boards, all that. So. Yeah. yeah, So I
2: pray as for a quick recovery from him, man. We rooting for the guy. Let's get back into previewing. This upcoming weekend, we've talked about a lot of teams in the SEC, but we didn't talk about our favorite team. And that's Auburn hosting Alabama State, coming off an impressive week one. Auburn faces Alabama State for the second time. Of course, we faced them back in 2018 when we beat them 63-9. to And uh, both teams are 1-0 coming into this matchup. We talked about how we felt going into this game. What are some things that, and I'm going to start with you, B. Will, what are some things that you want to see out of this team going into Week 2? As, you know, some people may look at it as a tune-up for Penn State, but what are some things you
1: want to see to give you more comfort going into Week 3? Well, even though Penn State will not have a primarily running quarterback I want to see our first and second team defense pitch a shutout against what I expect to be a very athletic Alabama State offense because rewatching our game, once the second guy came in, was it Irons, the quarterback for Akron? Mm-hmm. Hey, man, listen, he he was throwing, making some throws on us that he was not afraid. The first dude was tentative. Maybe we got to the first guy, was it uh Nelson. Kato Nelson, we we got to him, and we pressured him, and then he looked a little nervous after that. They were running back. I think his name was Norrells. He wasn't bad. He he was not bad. The second guy gave them juice, and he went 13-for-13 against us. That was a third and 17 that they converted late in the third quarter. I said, what in the – what? I didn't like that. That gave me some of that old feeling from, like, 2018, where, all right, we should stop them, right? No? And I don't want to feel like that. They got some athletes. Yeah, we know. They're not as big. But what they do have is quickness and speed, and they will be able to do things in space that Akron probably wasn't able to do. I want to see our defense defend them soundly, which means I don't want long completions. I I don't want third-down conversions. I want, yeah, you can, I mean, maybe you get one or two. Everybody's got to get something, but... I want our defense to dominate start to finish, not just first and second quarter. That's what I am most wanting to see against Alabama State.
2: So basically, you want to see better play out of the second and third team defense.
1: For sure. And I don't know I don't know if the Irons kid would have looked that good against our first team. He may or may not have. I don't know. We didn't we didn't see him against our first team defense. But uh, I mean, I don't 13 for 13, man. That's not great. Mike
2: G, what what are you expecting this weekend against Alabama State? What are some things you want
3: to see out of this team? Shut out. <laughs> want we'll to see a shutout? Fair right. Enough. Um, <laughs> I think uh, I was impressed with our first team defense. You know, it seems like you know we're at least in the beginning of solving our pass rush conundrum. How to generate a pass rush uh, with our front three or four? And, um, yeah, I I thought they took some steps in the right direction. You know, big Tony Fair, you know, clogged in the middle uh, on film review. We just showed him putting a guy down, right? Like, I mean, we've got a real opportunity here to build on what was, I think, the the most momentum we've had to start a season in a while. Um, We came in unheralded uh, and we looked prepared. So I expect that trend to continue going into Alabama State. I think that you know Harson, man, he's all business, guys. Yeah. You know he's like, he's bring your hard hat and your lunch pail, and let's get to work. So uh, that attitude, you know, the attitude, those attitudes we see on the field, I think they reflect leadership. I think we have strong leadership. So this is this is not a game where the outcome is in doubt. What's in doubt? is how focused they will be and how well they'll perform when the outcome is not in doubt. And I think that's the mark of a good team. All through week one, we saw it run rampant. Teams underperforming against inferior talents. Auburn, for once, didn't make the list. Yeah, We looked impressive. How many people said after week one, it was just Akron? Mm Mm-hmm. I would challenge anybody who said it was just Akron to sign up for an insider membership, join, watch the film, and learn something about football. Now, no, they were not good, but the execution though, right? The understanding of concepts that the coaches implemented. I mean, I had my doubts. You know, uh, you know Bo took some strides this off season. I had my doubts about if he could get from literally what felt like was from here to here. It was a long way to go. Kudos to Brian Harson and Mike Bobo for implementing in one offseason in a few months, a brand new system. And then putting the guys on the field who know what their assignment is, what their job is. They can get the job done. And if you don't know what your job is, these guys are going to take care of business while everybody else catches up. I feel like it's kind of what happened on defense, right? The guys that they fielded did work. The second team came in, and they still have some catching up to do, but they can get there.
1: Mm -hmm.
3: I think that we're headed in the right direction. What I expect to see is a lot of what we saw in week one. You should be able to beat them with basic run-pass concepts, line up, beat the guy in front of you, and take their will early in the game, man. They got better athletes than Akron, but I expect us to be even sharper in game two. So my shutout should become a reality on Saturday, and I'll tell you what, man, I'll give away three T-shirts if we get a shutout. I'll buy three T-shirts if we get a shutout. <laughs> um,
2: well, we gonna play. We gonna what? Well, this is the fifty-minute,
3: fifty-five-second okay. mark. I'll Just give away three shutouts. So you know. Um, Again, can't say enough about the job that that Brian Harson and his staff did in week one, getting this team prepared and then putting a product on the field that we could be proud of as Auburn fans. You know, it just felt good. And a lot of fans made fun of us saying, oh, y'all celebrating Akron. I'm like, you know what? Stay in your own house. Mind your own business. Right? Because it, it just felt good to look competent, not some crazy game where we are making a game for two quarters and then somewhere through the midway through the third quarter. The score looks good at the end. Now, I've detailed to you guys, again, Open I have the the season opener blues. Caesar and I did it together. We went to the Georgia Dome. We watched Auburn open up against Louisville in 2015. We found out who Lamar Jackson was. <laughs> we found out who Jeremy Johnson wasn't. Right, And at the end of the game, the Louisville fans had more pep in their step than we did, and we won. That is the epitome of what it's been to be an Auburn fan over the last eight years. We know that we're more superior, but we never know what team is going to show up. I think the discipline that Brian Harson has instilled in the minds of these players in the offseason season gives us more confidence that the team we saw in game one is going to be the team that we see in game two. And it's going to be the team that we see in game three, with the only caveat being that they're going to be a little better every game. Not worse. So I expect to see a more disciplined B second team defense. Because you gave up the shutout. They talked about during the broadcast, right? You let a shutout go. And, and trust me, those guys wanted a shutout. Yeah. I promise you, players got their ass chewed in the locker room for all the yards they gave up after the first team went to the bench. And I promise you that those players took it seriously. Because now we're playing serious football, not whatever that stuff was we do, we're doing before. So I expect to see a disciplined team build on what they accomplished in week one, not flexing their chest. And acting like they won an Ash the Natty after scoring 60 points on Akron. But we were one and O last week. And mentally, we need to be one and O this week. That's what that's what I'm looking for. I'm also looking for Jarquez Hunter to uh probably have another hundred yards rushing in this game. I think we see a lot more of Jarquez after what he did in game one. For sure. For yeah. sure.
2: Um I, I did hear about this. Auburn dad, um, I did he, he says, fellas, did y'all hear uh what coach uh Brian Harson did with the guys who barely played or didn't play, he gave the all playing practice on Sunday to make sure they get he basically gave them an opportunity to kind of practice and he worked with those guys to make sure they get
3: developed. Y'all's thoughts on that. Yeah, I love it. I mean, listen, development seems to be his thing. Yeah. We've talked about development too. we were blue in the face all offseason. And now he's delivering on that. That's amazing. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, I would want to play amazing. for that guy. Yeah, he, you know, if that's a coach who's investing in me, is it just me, or does it seem like our last coach didn't really care about players past the one deep? Right, he didn't start caring about you until he needed you. Well, I've I've said this before,
2: like, and then we'll, we we got to get to Ike, but Gus was a play caller. And yeah. so he just needed whoever was in the one deep so he can call his plays and run his system the way and and that and i think you there's so many guys who fall through the cracks right. when you take that approach with your team there's too many guys on the team to take that approach yeah uh i talked to me ma'am what uh, what is what are some things you want to see this weekend
0: uh, i mean a, a lot of what everybody's already talked about just uh building on what you did in week 1 i need to see our defensive backfield be a little bit more alert to what's happening, close out and tackle better in space. Um, If you're going to be sitting in zone a lot, that means you're going to have a lot of free releases. Uh, Oddly enough, um, Roger McCrary doesn't look comfortable in zone. Mm -hmm. He was really good as a press corner, put him out there on an island, let him match up with a guy. He doesn't look comfortable in zone, he doesn't look like he's closing out well on um, on plays. Pritchett's playing a lot better, which is I think why Pritchett is getting the nod is because he, he he's a better closeout, and that's another thing Jalen Simpson actually does really well is mm-hmm. he can play in zone and he can close out really quickly and sure tackling. Um, and I'm I'm seeing some issues on the back end with that, so I am I, I want to see them clean that up. Better angles of pursuit on that defensive line looks good. Linebackers look good. Uh, offensively, Bo Nix had a really great game. I want to see him improve his ability to be accurate and lead guys so that we have run after the catch. Let's make no mistake. Again, I said this earlier. Alabama State's not Akron, right? Uh, Ezra Gray was an all-swack. Uh, he he is uh, actually on watch lists for the league. It's, that's the running back for Alabama State. Yeah, mm-hmm. facts. So yeah. He's, a, he's a quality running back. So we're going to have an opportunity to go out there and play big boy football because they're going to line it up and they're going to run it a lot because their quarterback's not super accurate. They run a lot of RPO stuff. I watched, um, I I did a little bit of homework on Alabama state and went and watched them play last week against miles. It was a low scoring game, um, but their quarterback doesn't make a lot of poor decisions. He's just not super accurate with the football, but they run a lot of RPO stuff. They're going to spread it out a lot. They're going to go four wide a lot, try to do some quick slants, quick hitters, which means if you're playing in space, you have to come up and make tackles because if you don't, they have some talented guys on the outside who can catch and get upfield. Um, so we're going to have to do a good job of that. Our containment's going to have to be good against the, the quarterback because he will take off and run. He's not blazing fast, uh, but he has some decent elusiveness. He's a bigger guy, so he is um, more T.J. Finley than he is Bo Nix, but he's not as slow as T.J. because he's a smaller guy defensively they're gonna be playing a lot of mixed front mostly three-man front but they're gonna walk their linebackers up into the gaps a lot so it's gonna look like a five-man front a lot and then they're gonna do a lot of different stuff where they're pulling a defensive end from different sides that they're gonna they're gonna throw some different stuff at the offense to be able to handle um, but again from an athleticism standpoint we should win right it's not going to be that but I do anticipate this being a tougher matchup. And so we're going to get to see a little bit more of what the medal of this team is this week as we prepare to go to Penn State. Uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing what this matchup is like. All of that to be said, we should win the game handily. But again, there, there are some things to definitely look out for as far as how we're tackling on the back end because uh, we're giving that cushion and how we handle a run-heavy team that's going to be running out of the spread. So they're going to try to spread you out, but still run it a lot of stretch zone stuff that, that that I saw them do against Miles. Um so it's going to be interesting to see how that works out. And they have some talent on defense too. Let me not under like they have like a kid that transferred from Jacksonville State. Um, playing at corner that's one of their starting corners they have some big guys on like like six foot six two corners right so like they have some some guys that can get up and press you on the outside so again not going to be the cakewalk that akron is from a athleticism standpoint but from execution we should be able to do that war report family
1: it's your boy b will we want to thank you for listening to the wednesday night war room in podcast form Now, we got more content we want to get you here specifically as podcasts. We know you love the convenience of it, but that takes time and resources. So we're asking for sponsors. If you or anybody you know would like to reach Auburn football fans, specifically the War Report's Auburn football fan community, then hit us up business at the warreport.com that's business at the and to continue to fuel our growth please rate and review this podcast right now on whatever service you're listening on that's all I got for now so not gonna hold you up let's get back to it
2: I'm just amazed man make sure y'all smashing that like button I'm just amazed to see how many people here on a Wednesday night hanging out with us I remember again I say it again I remember there was just eight people yeah. and the same eight who was who was down with us. And so to mm-hmm. see all y'all hanging out with us, talking Auburn football, we appreciate it very much. So let's get back into it. Mm. We're still previewing. We're still previewing this upcoming weekend. We're talking specifically about the Alabama State-Auburn game. Is there any closing thoughts we, we have about this game before we get into our predictions about the score? Be Will, you got anything?
1: Um, rewatching the game a little bit like I did, and also watching the film session, which I didn't get to see every film where Ike was breaking it down with Mike on the stream. But one thing that I will say is that the coaches called a very good offensive game. Mm-hmm. And it made it really, e- which is what coaches are supposed to do. do. Listen, do not take this as a knock on Bo Nix because when your coaches get guys wide open for you, you're supposed to hit them. They, their job is to get them open. Your job is to hit them. Both parties did their job, so we looked great. I still want to see Bo under pressure, because that that's that's what's going to determine what type of season we have. We know mm-hmm. we're not going to get. I think Mike, uh, you looked up the the pro rating on on how many of his passes were under pressure, and Bo, it was in the 80s. The, the uh, percentage I don't remember exactly. It not, un, under pressure, wait, was not under pressure. I'm sorry, 95.8 percent. Okay, so he was completely clean all night, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, they got And he looked great. Presume. Which is still an improvement. Let's not, let's not dismiss that. That's still an improvement because he had fundamental issues throwing the ball when he was clean in the past that right. would result in incompletions. So at the very least, they fixed it to where if there's no pressure, you should be able to make this throw. And the vast majority of the throws, he did. Now, right. it is a different proposition when one, you're under pressure, or two, you have been under pressure. And now you're not sure whether or not your next throw will be clean or not. Your eyes are going to tell you something. You're going to have a read. You're going to know where guys are supposed to be on the field. Except now, a 255 guy drove on you and hit you right when you were letting it go. And you remember that, and that's in your back of your head next time. Now, your pocket's clean, but you're thinking too much. We won't really get to see that. I can't say we won't see that this week. I at least want him to be pressured this week. I don't want him to get hit. If we could never get hit at the quarterback position, great. But I do want to see him under pressure to know if all those fundamentals that they're fixing for you, is it going to stick when you absolutely need to get away from a guy that's bearing down on you? That's what I want to see. And I don't want coaches to, you know, put him in harm's way. But I do want Alabama State, heat him up a little bit. Heat, don't hit him. Heat them up a little bit. Let's see if all those lessons are are
3: still being learned. That that's what I want to see. Yeah, I, I just want to point out uh, to B's point about the under pressure, right? So he was kept clean on seventy percent of his dropbacks in twenty twenty, right? Um, and he completed only sixty four percent of his passes under perfect conditions. That's about fundamentals. So every quarterback. just just for reference, has about a 20 to 25 point drop off from kept clean to under pressure, right? So, uh, you know, for example, when kept clean, Joe Burrow was like 88% or something crazy, right? When kept clean, under pressure, he was like 70% accurate, right? Bo went from 64 to 40 last year, while under pressure. So there's gonna be my point is there's gonna be a drop off. It's just what are you falling off of? Right. 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 Because all these other guys, the better quarterbacks, they were all falling off like 80 something percent when kept clean to like mid sixties. Right? Even Mac Jones, he was he fell from 70 something to 50 too while under pressure. So it gets to everybody. It's just if your fundamentals are good, you will still complete a higher percent of a pa- uh, passes when under pressure that means this is when the games on the line and they're coming after you you got a 15 to 20% chance better chance of completing a pass while the games on the line that's it man that's why that's why that statistic matters now he's at 90 right now so I don't expect him to I don't expect that to stick <laughs> right yeah. Sure. But, but you know, I, I, I hope to see, man. Hopefully we are sitting here talking about a Joe Burrow type season where he's like in the mid 70s or something. And his fall off is to like 60 percent or something
0: under pressure. That's really good. And I think he has a chance to be that kind of quarterback with this type of system because um, I think that they were taking more shots down the field because they were so open. I think that once you get into a situation where you're going to be in Penn State and they're going to Penn State blitzed so much against Wisconsin. If you go yeah. back and watch that Penn State game, they were bringing pressure consistently against oh. Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin, uh, They're going to do the same thing to Bo, right? And so yeah. can the offensive line figure out the blitzes and where they're coming from and how to adjust, number one? And then number two, will Bo Nix be able to deliver accurate passes to what will be wide open receivers? Because there's just, People running open when you have blitzes. This is about figuring out where the blitz is coming from, making the right reads. Our challenge is going to be making sure as we get into that game, he's seeing those type of scenarios, which is again, why it matters what you do in practice with that first team versus second team. Because if you're going to start out with cupcakes, the first time he sees immense pressure can't be on the road against Penn State. Yes, right. Right. It's got to be in practice if you're going to play Akron and Alabama State before you get there. So he should be seeing that in practice and understanding what it feels like to be in that space before it becomes time that you have to deliver it in the game. And I'm more confident in that than I have been in previous years. Now, what I do want to see, again, fundamentally in this game is how our offensive line stands up to guys who aren't giving up 100 pounds to them. Right, right like They're right. going to be bigger dudes that you're going to have to move out of the way. If we can get that run game working the way that we did against Akron, then it's going to be fine because All that means that go. your play action stuff is still going to work just the same way. They're yeah. going to have to play some press man on the outside or bring more guys into the box. We're already playing with a you know two tight ends, three tight ends sometimes. So there's going to be more guys in the box just inherently. Um, so. We need to make sure that we can still run the ball as effectively. And then Bo will have the ability to throw to guys who are still wide open. Um, I saw a question about, did Bo throw off of his back foot at all in the last game? Yeah, he did. Um, uh, Sometimes when he's rolling out, sometimes uh, there was one play that we looked at specifically in the Watch the Film. If you guys have not seen Watch the Film, then in your insider, please go and look at that. But um it was a throw from the far hash all the way to the sideline and it was a little off uh-huh. target because he's falling back a little bit as he throws that he just still mm-hmm. has a tendency he he wants to do this thing and this is the thing i've noticed where he doesn't want to give away where he's throwing the ball to so he try i think he intentionally tries to not point his body in a direction to not tip off the defense and tries to do it all arm so that they don't get a jump on the route, but it actually takes something off of his throw. So like we looked at a throw that, you know, people talked about TJ and how poorly he played. I saw TJ make that exact same throw and it looked way better coming out of TJ's hand because TJ fundamentally was throwing off of a better base. Far Mm -hmm. hash all the way to the sideline, perfect throw, right? And so Bo has to work on just trusting, number one, what he sees, making the decision early enough, And number two, working on his fundamentals and not getting lazy with that because the guy's wide open. Because I saw somebody say this in the comments when he does set his feet, the kid can rip it. Yeah. He can just flat out rip it when he sets his feet. And if he does that consistently enough, we saw a rollout situation. He goes and he throws it off of his back foot while trying to run, the ball gets overthrown. We see him do that later in the game. He's rolling out, he stops and he sets his feet. Perfect throw. He's got to trust his fundamentals, trust his protection, trust what he sees, and then make the right decisions. So um, again, Alabama State's not the game to worry about that, but they are going to challenge our receivers a little bit more. They are going to be more physical up front. So I want to see this offense go out and, like Mike Mike G said, impose their will on a team and just Mm -hmm. make them feel defeated before we even get to the halftime. Like, let their band show out at halftime like they are prone to do, right? That's the only time y'all get to celebrate. Football team gonna be sad in the locker room. Your band's gonna be turned out on, the, turning up on the field.
2: Yeah. Right. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Right. Guys, let's get to it. Let's talk about it. Prediction. Score prediction time. I am going to go. I'm going to go 52, 52 to seven here. Okay. Fifty-two to seven. Mike G. We already know what Alabama State's getting. <laughs> <laughs> what you got Auburn getting?
3: Uh, yeah, goose egg for Alabama State Uh, I got Auburn scoring Because I expect to see a heavy dose of Jarquez Hunter In the second half I got Auburn putting up at least 50 in this one So I'll go 55-0 to zero in this one I expect it to be over quickly I think the game plan is going to be good And I expect to see uh, better performance from T.J. Finley In the second half of that game as well, too. So uh, if we get last week's bow, he should throw for 250 in the first half and sit down. Then TJ gets in and he's, you know, he may, he got five passes in the last game. I expect to see him get a few more reps. Uh, This is your backup quarterback. You've got to get him comfortable in the game, man, before you may actually need him. So, uh, I hope Bo stays and keeps going, but um, yeah, I I think that the second team with Jarquez Hunter running with the second team too. That's why I'm confident in their ability to to keep scoring points after the first team goes out, right? Um, so you
2: already got him getting second team reps uh, this weekend.
3: No, well. I mean, yeah, because it's kind of like Shivers and Tank are kind of like one A one B kind of mm-hmm. deal, right? It's like Shivers isn't really second team. He just kind of comes in to spell Tank with the starters. That makes sense, yeah, right? right? Gotcha. You know, like hard, Jarquez will actually be running with the second
0: team. Right. So. Yeah, I agree with that. 55-0. I, I'm going go to go 52-6. to I think um, second team defense allows some yardage. Uh, one thing I actually saw in this Alabama State game, they don't have a ton of confidence in their field goal kicker. So if they're not within like the 10 or 15 yard line and it's fourth down, they're going to go for it. Uh, because they're not going to expect their kicker to be able to make distance kicks. Um, so that means the first team is likely going to be seeing another shutout because they're going to need a bu- a complete bust to score against the first team, in my opinion. Um, second team, bend but don't break again. They might get two field goals from deep inside. I just don't think they're going to go for fourth down from the 20-yard line against us. I think they're going to try to take points. Um, so, you know, I'll go 52-6. to But we do have a really good job, a chance, Mike, to get that shutout you're talking about because I think that they're going to go for it on some fourth towns and not convert. Yeah.
3: Shutout.
1: (laughs) And be well. Hmm. I gave us a scout report that Alabama State is not a, a very good passing team. And that gives me confidence because I do think right now our secondary is still a work in progress. So if they're not going to be able to pass it accurately, I doubt they make any noise against us even late in the game. So I'm going to say 51 to 6. 51 to
3: 6.
2: Okay, 51 to 6, 52 to 6, 52 to 7, 55 nothing. So we we all hitting 50.
0: Yep. Yeah, there's no reason they 30. shouldn't crack 50 again this game. Um, if they do not crack 50, it's because we brought in the second team offense. Like we we were trying to work on some stuff with the first team. Then we brought the second team offense in early and um, they had troubles because they weren't just turn around handing the ball off because we can physically dominate them. They were trying to throw the ball more and we don't move the ball as effectively with the second team offense. That's the only reason I don't think we hit 50. Otherwise, it should be... The Jarquez Hunter show for the second half of that game, uh, Sean Jackson show, like just embarrassing them on the run game. So,
2: yep. Well, guys, I mean, I've already seen some of y'all scores and it's a, it's a, it's I see some shutouts. I see us getting 50. Some people got us getting 40. Somebody some had got a cor-
0: 63 and 72. I saw some of those. in Corey there. had yeah.
2: 70 to seven. Mm. dropping a 70 ball on them. Um I I Auburn will be scoring early and often. Um he asked here what was the last time you seriously bit AU in the over in consecutive weeks? Right? <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> I'm telling you. Man, <laughs> man, like
3: listen, you talk about some serious hope Bobo has injected into our fan base in terms of scoring, right? Um uh being able to take uh, advantage. What do we score like our first five drives of the game or something like that? Yeah, it was like first five or six drives they scored before they actually had the punt. Uh, you know, Which we looked, punter looked awful, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like hopefully yeah. we don't have to do much of that. Uh, right. The the red zone offense we didn't. I mean they were scoring from so far out, like we didn't get to see a ton of it. But um, we saw some goal line plays. Uh, I saw commitment to the run on the goal line, um, and I'm telling you, listen, hear me out. If it's third and three and I'm going to run the ball for a touchdown, I'm putting Jarquez in every single time. I'm putting him in. I'm just letting him bulldoze people.
2: Or, or the Jackson kid. I mean, he it was impressive how he moved that pile when he got in there. Like, yeah, he, he's yeah, a load yeah, to build. I mean, yeah. his size, he's a load to build. The low center of gravity. he's a load to, to bring down. So either Hunter or Jackson you want in that short Short yardage game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
0: think I don't think that there's a running name. back on this team that that cannot be a short yardage back just because they all run with their so much power. power. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they, they want they want all the smoke every single time, and I love it. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: uh, appreciate you, Jonathan. Man, we
0: definitely Ooh, looking out. definitely good looking out, man.
2: Appreciate you, my 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 guy. Where do you see Tennyson and Simpson in the rotation when they return this weekend? And he also gives his score sixty eight to six. I love that score, Jonathan. What do you guys think about this question?
0: Honestly, with the way that Knighton played in this first game, um, I think Tennyson gets a decent amount of burn. Simpson as well. Like, I think they're still trying to figure out what our safety and nickel rotation is going to be, even though Donovan Kaufman played fairly well. Uh, he didn't play a great game. He didn't play a bad one. But I think the safety and the nickel rotation is something that we're still looking at. And again, unfortunately, Roger McCreary did not look great in zone. And he so, did. you know, you have to wonder whether or not Jalen Simpson's going to get an opportunity out there. You have to also wonder why Dreshawn Miller is not out there. Like, what's the deal there? And so, yeah. do we know what, do we, I mean, uh, what I want to do is
2: kind of research what West Virginia was doing last year. Were they running a lot of man? Because if they're if they were That's doing a, a lot of man... And he's coming here and mason's asking him to do something different that can set set you back a little bit right um yeah. so that i'll be curious i may do some research on my own time but i'm just now i'm fishing searching to figure out to your your point ike why drayshon is appears to be
3: buried uh behind all these bodies so all yeah, these guys man. so war rapport family it's your boy mike g The 2021 season is here, and we're cooking up a bunch of amazing new content for our listeners. New segments, new giveaways, new interviews, and new game day experiences. But you have to be an insider to get in on the action. So head on over to YouTube and search for The War Report. When you see the channel, look for the join button. Trust me, you're not going to want to miss what we've got coming. So keep listening Make sure you're subscribed on your favorite podcast app and get your weight up by becoming an insider for the 2021 Auburn football season. Let's go, baby. Now, let's get back to it.
2: And Tony Baker, to answer your question, what's coming up from the World Report between now and Saturday? Betting with B-Will mm-hmm. is on Friday, as well as Facts or Not, nah, our weekly segment that we release on Friday. Actually, you should be able to see it now. Uh, yep. But betting would be will definitely will release Friday. And then, of course, we'll all be hanging out on Saturday. We'll look forward to seeing you guys then. But until then, guys, make sure you share this video. People are looking for armor content. Direct them to the best place on the internet, particularly in the YouTube space. Share this video using hashtag get your weight up, whether it's Facebook, Twitter. Let people know we're out here. Guys, don't be rude on your way out, like this video. And if you haven't subscribed to this channel, please do that, that helps us out. I mentioned social media, we're on Twitter and Instagram at The War Report. We are Report on TikTok. That's it for now, but there's more to come. We'll see you guys soon, but until then, War Eagle, my friends. War Eagle. War Eagle.